And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling Made and angry Hear that co-host shouting It's Dainer and Jay all right, welcome into the latest edition of Hear That Podcast, Growl, and Paul Inger Jr. and Jay Morrison. We are of The Athletic here with you. What's up, Jay? Oh, ready to watch some actual football. Is it, though? Well. Yes, it is. More than, more than practice, less it's than It's very football. important to coaches and evaluators. It's and not particularly owners. exciting. No. But... but it is very important to coaches and evaluators and players. A lot of players that you may not have ever heard of, and maybe you will. Preseason superstars. Who's your favorite preseason superstar, Jay? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Man, a memory test right off the bat. Right off. Um, you you informed me as we were going over the rundown <laughs> for this that you were going to sh- just throw a memory test on me later, which I'm ready for. Uh but I'll I'll I have to open up with you because there's there's always someone. Uh, you know who mine was, Rashawn Simonize. I was just thinking him. I, he had one big game. If I remember one big right. game, but I he was <laughs> such an interesting dude. He was from Vancouver, yeah. and him and I talked about Vancouver for like forty five minutes one day, and then he went out and had a long run, and I wanted to write like fifteen hundred words about him or long catch. <laughs> And I think that's probably the only play he made. He's probably out of the CFL or whatever Canadian league he moved over to now at this point, but I liked him. He looked the part. Mm-hmm. Tall and lanky. Couldn't catch. Uh, it's kind of important for a receiver. Preseason is upon us, everybody. We, we Anybody that sits here and bemoans preseason, if you do, maybe you're not, but if you do, think back to all the times that we were breaking down guys in shorts <laughs> Right, you know, this is a, we're actually going to be able to talk about real football players that you care about playing in games, including the debut of a number of players you've been excited about. Um, so think of it that way. Very exciting in that regard. The first preseason game always is very exciting, and then it wanes, uh, and you just want no one to get hurt in the regular season to get here. Um, we, but we've got a lot to get to with that. We're going to kind of give you some of our storylines that we are going to be tracking Saturday night as the Bengals play in Tampa. I will be there uh, bringing you everything that you need behind the scenes, which our scenes are limited how far behind we can get, but we're still going to be able to um, get a lot of stuff down there uh, so you can have some insider info on everything that's going on in Tampa. I think Tom Brady's going to play. According yeah, to Bruce Arians. A couple series. <laughs> pretty stunned that how many uh, Super Bowl starters need to be trotted out there against the Bengals in the preseason. But hey, you know what? I guess uh, who are we to judge the champs, right? 
<laughs> Certainly not from this seat cover in this club. Uh, so we'll, you'll get to see uh, the, this defense that we've been talking about go up against uh, the best. Um, we're going to talk about, of course, we're going to start this show the way we start every show, Jay. Talk about Chase and Burrow and the offensive line, right? Right. Gotcha. Uh, uh, you've got some, you've got the trifecta today. I do. You've got stats. I'm excited. Run passer boots, growler bets. We've got predictions too. We're back in season where we're back in that role, baby. I'm excited. People just hanging till the end to hear our preseason prediction for Bengals Bucks. We will also predict our star of the game. Yes. By That's the, way. the more interesting. So we're not just going to give you a bad preseason score prediction. Uh, we're going to give you a star of the game prediction. That could also be bad, but maybe we have a better chance of getting that one right. Uh, let's start uh, where we start everywhere. Um, well, I guess first by reminding people that if you're not a subscriber, you should be subscribing to The Athletic. Uh, we have great deals going on all the time. Of course, you can subscribe at The Athletic. Go to the Hear That Podcast Growling page. Click there, and uh, you can get great deals. Um, you get all our content for the entire season. Um, I've got a story up where Luke Fickle and Von Bell walk into a North Georgia barbershop and hang out there all day uh, and how it birthed a bunch of awesome stuff for three different places, uh, including the Bengals camp right now. Uh, shout out to this is part of why I love working at the athletic Jay. Yeah. You know, it's just, I kind of catch a tip uh, about yeah. Luke Fickle and Von Bell, like go way back from the recruiting days. Reach out to Justin Williams. He says, "Yeah, I, I'll, I'll find time where I can ask Luke about that." Fickle is amazing. Justin sends me the quotes. I talk to Vaughn. We turn it up into a, a bigger story, and and I love it. It's super fun and unique, and it, and the writer trifecta. Check off Ohio State. Check off UC. <laughs> check off Bengals. Let's go. Let's go. That's three fan bases in one, baby. If only you could have got Skyline Chili in there. Uh, that's, well, I, I ate it while I wrote it. Does that count? Oh, there you go. Uh, um, so that story is up right now. If you want to check that out, Jay, all our camp reports uh, from the week are all up. A lot of in-depth stuff. And But some of you may have just shared it and only read the quotes that you wanted to uh, from mine earlier this week on Risers and Fallers with Jamar Chase, which we talked about earlier this week. Um so let's start there. Jamar talks to us on he talked to us on Wednesday. And really, you know, said everything that we've been writing and telling you over the last week and a half and that being that look, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I've been struggling with and I haven't it's taken it's taken me more time. I I don't want you to believe me telling you this anymore. Because obviously you people don't want to believe any believe what I'm telling you. Uh, so I'll just let Jamar answer a couple of questions here and you can kind of hear it from me. I thought this was very insightful, interesting, self-aware. Uh, here's Bengals number five overall pick, Jamar Chase. I would say the only difficult thing was my quickness. You know, uh, not as in like quickness as in, as in, you know, athletic ability, but you know, mind quickness, you know, um, reaction time quickness. That's that's what it's all about. And, you know, me sitting off that whole year, um, definitely show when I got back out here, I thought everything was going to be fine for me. And then uh, that was the one, game, one thing of the game phase, you know, I had trouble with. 
Joe talked about his frustration level being up there. He mm -hmm. said. Um, are you feeling any of that? Is it, is it starting, even though people warn you there's an adjustment, is, has it started slower than maybe you had hoped? And is there any frustration on your end at all? I would say my frustration came from when I first got here, you know, uh, when I was messing up a lot, you know, with the easy drops and stuff like that. So um, that's where all my frustration came from, you know, and I'm just trying to build, build off it and build better off of it. So, you know, I can't do nothing but let it go. That ends there. You know, the, the line that I liked a lot, Jay, was, you know, I thought everything was going to be fine for me, and then that was one thing of the game phase I was having trouble with, talking about mental mind quickness and reaction time quickness. That's kind of what we were saying, right? It was like there was this kind of expectation that this guy could come in and, and just and it wouldn't even matter, right? Like he'll just instantly take over. He's saying he kind of thought that too, and then he came in, and it was a lot harder to, to pick up all that stuff than he thought it was going to be and it's caused a lot of his issues and him kind of not being who he wanted to be immediately again not saying that he won't be that and we're seeing it more and more every day and it take he's just that's normal rookie stuff and uh he kind of admitted i wasn't above normal rookie stuff you know and i mm -hmm. thought i thought him talking about that pretty openly was uh really self-aware yeah, I mean, he he kind of took a cue from Joe Burrow there with Joe Burrow being pretty honest when we talked to him last time about his struggles so far early in camp. And I just I just love the the honesty element to it where, I mean, it's one of the biggest cliches in football is when you talk to a rookie, they always say, oh, it's just getting used to the speed of the game, speed of the game. Speed. And it's, it's, they never, they never let you in on anything internally that's going on with them. And for him to to admit that, that it, it was, he was a little slow, not slow, but he just didn't pick things up quite as quick as he had expected. I, I, I thought, like you said, that was very self-aware, um, very honest. And it, it makes sense because not only is he making that transition, but he didn't play at all last year. And you, you hear all the time about being in shape is different than being in football shape. And there's just, you, you would think that would go for mental shape as well as physical shape. So it makes sense that that he is a little behind. The drops are still – I don't know how much of that comes down to the, the, the mental part and, and picking things up quicker. Maybe it does because he's so focused on that and focused on what he's doing and where he needs to be and something that's always been second nature now kind of slips by the wayside a little bit. But good for, good to hear him – approach it that way and hopefully it, it'll ease some of the concerns that that people out there in in bingo land have with the drops because they are they are still there from time to time but it, it's getting better i think this is along with burrow the type of stuff you say when you feel like you're fixing it mm -hmm. when you feel like, like you don't admit it when you're in the middle of it it's like when when you're drowning you're, you're no, you're not out there saying, oh, you know, it's just, it's mostly because of my mental ability to swim. Like, no, it's just <laughs> once you get out there, you're like, man, I, I was really having a problem with that. And you, but now you feel like you're kind of coming out of it. And we've seen that from the offense this week. And, and really since last weekend, that Saturday practice, which we talked a lot about in the first podcast this week. And, and since then, we, they've, they've had more, much more moments. You've, you started, you know, Tyler, everybody's kind of had a nice day. You know, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, um, Chase has have had their have definitely had moments and you start to see it coming together. Burroughs talked about being and looks much more comfortable. I mean, he's more comfortable scrambling. We've seen him do multiple scrambles uh up the middle, each side, throwing on the run. 
uh, being chased, you know, reactionary, all, all that stuff has looked good. He's looked more comfortable standing back there. They're still giving him lots of bodies around him all the time and all the drills. And he's sort of accepting that. And, and I think that's all good stuff, but I think, you know, there's just more of a process, you know, it goes back to, right. Oh, it's the connection between chase and burrow from college and picking it right up. Right. I think that was like, that's where a lot of this comes from. Like the idea of, Oh, they're just going to pick right up where they left off and it's going to be like the championship game all over again. That's just not how it works. Like, when you're talking about a guy that hasn't played since that championship game and you're talking about a guy who's dealing with so much else mentally and has admitted how much was going on with him mentally that first week and Chase talking about how much is going on with him mentally, trying to get used to all this stuff getting back out there. I, it's just the process that's going on right now. And, you know, the you start little by little tick 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 coming out of it and you're you're seeing you're seeing that it's still it's still far from perfect it's still far from where they want it to be but um i do think you're seeing progress yeah and, and it it kind of revisits that question of burrow playing in the preseason now, all these receivers have said they would like to they would like to get a series or two with him out there to to get that chemistry going and and the connection and i'm sure you know jamar would as well it's not their decision to make obviously but you know, it's it, the argument for the other side of that. Well, we're, we're not going to see Joe Saturday against the Buccaneers. Zach has already said that. The, the argument against not playing him at all came in yesterday's practice when we all, we talk all the time about this offensive line. Can they block guys? Can they protect Burrow? We forget how much shuffling's going on and how the chemistry and the connection there isn't quite where it needs to be yet. Mike Hilton came on a corner blitz yesterday, completely untouched, free runner. Burrow didn't even see him. He would have killed Joe Burrow if that was a real game. If a corner blitz came on that kind of play, um, that play alone might have given them pause about do we want to do we want to expose him in a preseason game? Now it is typically a lot more vanilla in, in the preseason. You don't see those type of blitzes, but um, they had another play where both. Hilton and Waynes came on corner blitzes and both got home to Burrow. So it's just, if he's still trying to figure this out mentally and he's still trying to work on the connection with the receivers, might be better to go back to that original plan and just not playing Burrow at all in this preseason. I There's also a let's, let's see a game first. Like, you know, let's go see how, how it looks against Tampa. Let's see if it's, if it's scary fright night, uh, (laughs) at Raymond James stadium, or if it's a fairly mundane, you know, day and, and, you know, Brennan Allen and Shermer and Dungy walk out, you know, with cleanish jerseys, you have a little more confidence in what's going to happen against Washington or Miami, you know, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I do think waiting and seeing, obviously playing him in this one may, would make no sense. Um, but I, I, it'll. I think you can make a little bit better judgment after you see whatever we're gonna see on Saturday night. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We had uh, Quentin Spain on Wednesday chat up with us. I was, I, I've kind of been, you know, he's kind of almost felt like the stable part of the line now. You know, we, we know Jonah and Trey and Riley Reef are the three, and you're like the guards are rotating. It's kind of felt like Spain has been part of more part of that than the like unknown as the left guard. And hearing him talk about it makes it much clearer why that is, and and I think why you're you're fairly confident in him. Man, I just love Quentin Spain talking about. I told my agent. I told the team right after the season. This is where I want to be. This is my spot. I see the same things here I saw early on in Buffalo, and I, I just I I'm bought in. He was bought in. He didn't care what the offer was. He just wanted to get it done. The guy wants to be here. He's played a lot of football. He's been solid in this league for many teams, and when he and he's clearly motivated all the time, Mister Undrafted. Um, I and feels really comfortable on the left side. He now knows the whole offense. He's had a whole time rather than playing in two days and moving all over the place. I really am Team Spain at this point. I really like him as a – I'm putting him in with those four. Like I feel solid about serviceability and the no donkeys concept with with Quentin Spain for sure. You know, the other thing I really liked about what he said – telling his agent he wanted to be here and he's all in on Cincinnati. He didn't know who his line coach was even going to be. Yeah. And he didn't know if Jim Turner was coming back or if he wasn't coming back, who they were going to hire. And he didn't care. He, he, he liked the system. He liked everything about this team, this, the city. Um, so that, that really stood out. And he too was one of those guys that I asked a question and got a, a thoughtful, honest answer because I was kind of looking for the, the Jackson Carmen angle about, you know, you always talk about the adjustments that a rookie has to make physically to get used to the faster game, the more physical game. But mentally, when did being a pro in quotes, when did the light come on for him, his rookie year? And he admitted that it was, it was well into that rookie year because he was undrafted. And he said his whole focus was on making the team and wondering if he even would because they had guys in place. It wasn't like they were out looking for replacements. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, I made the team. What now? I mean, he, yeah. everything was focused on just making the team. And so, you know, he he said that it, it's just part of it. It's it You need to – it took most of his rookie year, he said, to kind of get that concept of being a pro and doing everything you need to do. And that's why he's dedicated himself – 
to to helping Jackson Carmen and helping these young guys. And, you know, a lot of times the 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 more veteran guys see these rookies as threats and maybe they're not all in on helping them and, and moving them along, but he doesn't want to be that guy and he wants to be there for Jackson Carmen and, and help him adjust to the NFL as quick as possible. Yeah. So so when we're talking about, you know, we can and we're not this isn't a thing of being easily won over, but I think when you hear a little bit more of the background and the attitude, um, it's just so many, it's so much of what you want. And he has, you know, the pedigree of having played so many games in this league at a, at a solid level that when you combine the motivation and the want to and the belief, uh, you just you just want. I think there's reason to believe in everything, Quentin. It's so genuine, and and it seems like a guy that is really motivated, and and really cares. And you know what he can be when he's playing motivated and cares. Um, you know, he wanted to get out of Buffalo and he doesn't want that to define him. He just knew that wasn't a place for him to be anymore. And there may be reasons for that, and maybe something down the road that's something you think about with him. But, you know, for now, I think you've got a, a nice little piece there. I, I have a lot of faith in what Quentin Spain is gonna be, and not just because he was a fodder gold mine yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's far more to it than that. But I think that's why you've seen him kind of as the solid piece there at left guard and and not really – whenever he's been healthy, he's been out there with the ones, whereas everybody else has been <laughs> in some kind of rotation. And so storyline number one, how can it not be all the guards, right? We're, yeah. we're going to be watching the guards play. Are you in the line play? Put on your lap hat, right? Everybody, it's just, <laughs> this is for you. This is a lap preseason, right? Let's watch guard play. Okay, because that's what it's about. It's about Deontay Smith, Jackson Carmen, Xavier Suofilo. I mean, Michael Jordan. All four of those guys are really fighting and have some semblance of a shot. Maybe, maybe Carmen the least to be the starting right guard on opening day, and. It's going to be determined by how they play in these three games. I mean, to me, it's the storyline outside of number nine is just is, is what happens there and how they look and who emerges. And it, I mean, it, it's a tough evaluation process because how do you how do you balance that with you, you want to get the best look from these guys against like competition, but. But someone's going to have to go in second. Someone's going to have to go in third, and they're going to be playing against lesser players from Tampa Bay. So it, it, it almost as much as the way these guys play, I'm going to be paying attention to how they rotate them and and who's in when, who's in for how much, and maybe it changes. You know, maybe a different guard starts each of these three preseason games. I would think in the third one they would want to roll out the line they plan to start against the Vikings. But if they're still undecided. Maybe they give a guy a shot that they they haven't seen yet go against ones. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna break out a Marvism on you. Uh, it's about an opportunity for an opportunity. One of my favorite Marvisms. <laughs> Everything is an opportunity for an opportunity. And sometimes it's an opportunity for an opportunity for an opportunity. When Marvin, when we were deep into the off season, okay, but it was well, it is it's okay. You're in there against the threes, but if you play well in that, we'll move you up and give you a chance in the next game to play higher up if you play well. And so if you end up being like Carmen, probably will be playing later in the game. 
go out there and play well. And, and you'll play earlier the next week. You know, you. I mean, whoever's a quarterback might not like it, but maybe Jackson Carmen gets to go block Jonathan Allen for a series. Oh boy. Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> Tell me if that dude exists when who, whoever was playing against Clemson. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you're just you, – you're all about evaluation no matter who's in front of them. There is a, certainly more of a grain of salt – and we will learn about about where they how they currently feel about the guards, but that can change quickly. You play well against the threes, you're playing against the twos the next week. You can be play against the ones the week after that. I mean, it's just this is the, when it's the first chance for us to really see these guys in a lot of ways. I mean, the outside of Suafilo, it's our first chance to really get a feel for these guys. I mean, Jordan sort of is this renewed story, right? We've seen him, but he's supposed to be this new guy. Theoretically, he, this is going to be his first chance to prove he's this new guy. And Deontay Smith, we've never—I mean, has never even played this damn position. Uh, and Jackson Carmen has never played this position. And you're going to get a feel for it. I spent—I spent a lot of time watching individuals of the line the last few days, and it's not really pretty. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to watch at times. I get why Deontay Smith is getting the looks he's getting. And he, they did have him listed as as guard on the depth chart. I mean, yeah, it's what they. The, this is where he can help us this year. I think is what they're saying. You can see some of the power. You can see the reach. You 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 can see why they like it. But then you know, you see just the straight whiff on freedom. Akamulum. Sorry, freedom. Yeah, my bad. I can spell uh, it. I, I the, can't you, say it. Yeah. And you're just like, man, that's what gets that's that's what gets your quarterback killed. It's like we used to say with Alex Redmond. God, you love him in the you love what he does in the run game, but you just know two to three times a game he is just gonna miss in as a pass pro and, and get your quarterback in trouble. And that's what scares me. It's the same thing that scared me about playing Jackson Carmen right away when there was concern about him. You know, which which still very much exists. Um you know, and that's why you would lean towards somebody like Suofilo, just because of man, just just as I keep saying, man, just well, at least you know what he is. The devil you know versus the devil you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think you can trust Suofilo a little bit more when to come out there and at least know what the right thing is to do. Yeah, um, and maybe some, maybe he doesn't always execute it at the highest level. I go back to. Um, our guy in Dallas that we talked to when they signed Suofilo said, Suofilo's great if he's your worst lineman hmm. or your first off the bench. Like, that's a great – that's kind of who he is. You don't want him to be one of your best linemen that you're really counting on. But if he's number five, you know, you, you're, you're, you're fine. I kind of keep going back to that when I think he's number five. Yeah. And I, I think he can get you by, certainly, in the no donkeys approach. Yeah, that's what I, when you said that before, I was, that's exactly what came to my mind is he's not a donkey. He is a guy that is has skins in the game, if you if you will. He's played a lot of games. He's seen a lot of defensive fronts and stunts, and um, you 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 feel comfortable putting him in there that it's not going to be a disaster. And really, that's the whole point of the this whole offensive line. We've said it since they started trying to fix it is it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be good, and that Suofilo personifies that. I mean, it'd be nice if it was great. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, no, there is no rule saying you can't go make a great <laughs> offensive line, even though the Bengals think that there is a rule against that. I mean, you can do that. <laughs> it is freaking allowed. You don't have to half-step this thing every damn year. But here we are. Here we are, you know, half-stepping it, trying to just be okay, right? Just don't get anybody killed. All right. So that'll be the storyline to watch. <laughs> just count uh, on Frank your, to wave that magic wand. Line, Jay? Um, it, it's not so much the storyline. Just I want to see the rookies and the second-year guys that didn't get preseason games last year. Marcus Bailey in particular. I really want to see him out there. I think I think it's a big game for, for Travion Williams. Um, I think he's another guy that really could have benefited from from some preseason last year. Uh, we've seen him make some plays in camp this year. Um, Jacquez Patrick, I mean, the guy, he's from Central Florida. He was untackle, an untackle a bull in that scrimmage last year, just 237 pounds trucking people. Um, Yes, the back of the the depth chart guys typically get more playing time in these games, but he might be too far back to get a lot of carries. But if he gets in the game, I, I really want to see what he looks like. I don't. He's he's obviously more of a long term thing. I don't think he's in the mix to to make the fifty three this year because he is so buried on the depth chart. But I want to see him run against live actual tackling, um, and and then just these this year's rookies. I mean, you mentioned Carmen. You want to see how Chase looks. You want to see how Evan McPherson kicks. He's been money and practice, but when the lights come on, as Darren Simmons talked about in the story I did, where, you know, does the guy's blood pressure elevate? Does his breathing get out of whack? Um, how does he handle an actual game situation? Um, and then Deontay Smith. And then the big ones, Osai and Sample. I mean, what do those guys look like uh, in – in pass rush and, and how much will we see sample inside at tackle? I just, I, I think that's almost always a big storyline in, in the first preseason game is the rookie class, but you really kind of have uh, two of them here to judge this year because there were no preseason games last year. I agree. My, my Osai and sample, I kind of have them in a category all themselves here. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, cause the, we're talking about, you know, a lot of these guys, you're talking about guys trying to make the team or even trying to be on the practice squad. It's what a lot of Saturday is going to be. But as far as guys that can make an impact against the Vikings and on in, I mean, they need that rotational guy and they need to figure out who it is. And you want to, you hope, do you have the next Carl Lawson in Cam Sample and Joseph Osai? I don't, we don't know. I mean, both have been okay. They've had flashes. Both have had flash practices. Um, and moments, but they've also looked pedestrian at times. Again, it goes back to a lot of the rookie conversation we've had with Chase. I mean, early camp process figured out, but let's see him when when the lights come on and see what it looks like. And and if you maybe can have somebody that you feel like is a real weapon in a rotational spot, or are you on third down just going to leave Hendrickson and Hubbard on the edges um, and not you know, play around with creating an instant role for either of those two. I think that they will create an instant role for either of those two guys. Um, but I think that could change if neither of them do anything in the preseason. 
probably they will. I, I think their DNA and who they are says they will. But um, it'll be an interesting one to watch. I, uh, when the defense is out there, I'll be watching those guys come off the edge and, and see how they look. Um, you know, you mentioned Chase, and we talked about him earlier. Uh, at some point this preseason, and I don't care if it's from Brandon Allen. I don't care if it's from anybody. I'd like to see Chase over the top. You know, and it can be incomplete. But you because what we have seen in practice is he has been beating people deep. They just haven't been able to connect on it. You want to see him against a number one corner, open it up, put that on tape. Hmm. So Minnesota's thinking about it. Everybody's thinking about it. Maybe not the best move, but you're putting stuff on that you 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 and make everybody know. You know, Chase is going to open his offense and give give Chase confidence that he's going to open up this offense. I go back to, you know, we did, and these are, oh, I, I, I really, really, I'm not. This is not a comparison. This is a, this is a situational thing about confidence. Okay, please, please, I'm going to beg, be please, I'm begging you, please, do not think I'm comparing these two. The the first play in Buffalo in the preseason a few years ago, they set up a double move for John Ross. The first play because they felt like his confidence was down. He needed to go have a moment where he could really get him boosted about being a deep threat. And he just he just shook Vontae Davis. Davis ended up retiring a couple weeks later. And, and and I mean, it was awesome. And you could feel what that did for John. Now, totally separate thing. Totally separate thing. But you want to create that. That's something you want to do for a rookie that you want to give him that. If you want him fully confident going into week one, create something where he can go catch a deep ball, make the fans go nuts, do the gritty in the end zone, whatever, Like, and get that vibe going. Get that electricity going. That can go a long way. That can go a long way. That's one thing I'd like to see at some point in the next three games. If it comes from Burrow, all the better. But I think you, that's the one thing. Chase can do a lot of things and look good doing a lot of things. That's part of his game. That's the one thing you want to see because the deep ball is such an issue with this team. Yeah, and I go back to the first thing you said is it doesn't have to be complete. Just get it on film so it's in the Vikings' mind because it can even be intercepted. But everybody's going to say, well, it wasn't Joe Burrow throwing him the ball. And if you see what Chase is doing and if he's getting behind top-level defensive backs and – the, the opponents in the regular season are going to know that wasn't Joe Burrow. It's going to be different when Joe Burrow's in there. It is going to plant that seed in the back of their mind. And it's just, it's going to open up the whole field. Um, I, I do. I, w- they started slow with that, but we've been seeing more and more of it as the, as the practices go on in camp. I, I would, I would be, maybe not the first play like that game in Buffalo with John Ross, but I, I would be really surprised if they, they don't put him on at least one, maybe even two nine routes and just, see what he can do getting down the field. Yeah. Uh, that's, that'll be the kind of a story that I'm looking for, not just Saturday, but uh, as the preseason goes on. All right, Jay, you're going to give me you've – got, you've got some stats, as always, and you claim you're going to give me a memory test with this one. So I'm not really excited <laughs> to have to do this live. I, I may, we may have to edit this to make me look better. Just telling you. You, you might get it because it was pretty memorable. No. So so Vomiting what I did, QB I, Matt Scott. Yes. Yes. I don't even have to ask the question. Yes. We were, I was just on with Mo a couple weeks ago and we were talking about it. And I said, all I know about Tampa is it's the home of vomiting quarterback Matt Scott. Uh, the game where Matt Scott threw up twice and led like a game winning drive. And from that point forward, 
you could not refer to him as Matt Scott, quarterback <laughs> Matt Scott, rookie Matt Scott. He was vomiting QB Matt Scott. So that was the, the question. All right. Yes. The whole reason that came up is because I looked to see what the Bengals record is for points scored in a preseason opener and what their record is for points allowed in a preseason opener. And they were both in the same game. And it was that vomiting QB Matt Scott game. They lost 41 39 in, in Kansas city. And that was, that was the game when he had his Kansas city was the game, not Tampa. I was thinking yeah. it was in Tampa. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant he was from Tampa. No, no. I thought yeah. I was thinking it was in Tampa, but that's okay. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was against Kansas the chiefs city. in Kansas city, 41 to 39. And, uh, that set the record for both points for and points against in a preseason opener. I don't think we're going to see them score 39. Maybe we see them give up 41 against the the Super Bowl champions. Uh, don't think the 39's in jeopardy this week, though. Uh, that's a good one. So 41-39. Um, last time they were in Tampa was a McCarron. Was it McCarron's rookie year, I think, in the preseason? And, and I believe James Wilder? I remember there was a James Wilder preseason reunion game at one point. Um, yeah. where, where his dad had played in Tampa famously and he went and had a great game there and it was a whole thing. Um, the, these are my, my Tampa preseason memories are, uh, <laughs> not always the strongest, but that's, that, that's where I, another place I was prepared to go was James Wilder. They have played Tampa a lot in the preseason. I think, it's is it like, just cause there's lots of direct flights? <laughs> I believe that is probably it. And they try to, it always seems like it's a lot of intra-conference games. And so yeah. that's a, that's an easy flight. It's like them in Atlanta, Detroit. Um, those are, those are common pre Chicago, common preseason opponents. Yep. Uh, so, all right. Um, you also, okay. So let's go run passer boot time. We, we've got a good run passer boot for you guys uh, that you can play with your friends at home. Of course. Um, <laughs> what do we got, Jay? Yeah, it's a rookie run passer boot. So one. what what will be greater Saturday night? Jamar Chase targets, Chris Evans catches, because he's probably going to play more than Chase, or Evan McPherson points. Not fantasy points. You don't get more if the field goes long. Just three, three points for a field goal, one point for an extra point, two points if he runs one in, something crazy happens. But those are, those are your three choices. Jamar Chase targets. Chris Evans catches or Evan McPherson points. All right. I am running with Chris Evans catches <laughs> with with five. I'm even numb. I'm naming it. Calling my shot. I am passing on Evan McPherson points with four. And I am booting chase targets with three. Five, four, three is 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 where I'm going with that. By the way, good chance for us to mention Chris Evans looks awesome catching the ball. Yes. He had one of maybe the best catch of camp. It was maybe great. the best of anybody. Receivers, T. Higgins, forget it. Chris Evans with a it was like a leaping, diving snag away from the from the linebacker. Uh I believe Joe Bocci. Yeah, it was. I mean, an incredible catch. And he's done that. I, I wrote earlier in camp about how he he shook a double team in the end zone to get to catch a touchdown from Brian Allen. He is great catching the ball. The question is for him, pass pro, is he big and strong enough? To, how does he look in pass pro? Because um, if you're going to be the third down back, it's got to be a big part of what you do. And can he run the ball a little? I mean, what's he going to look like even just, just taking 
you know, whether it be screens or traps, whatever, you know, you're, you know, you're trying to run. Um, how does he look doing that? Can he give you a little bit of juice there? Uh, and then be able to catch because if he if he can give you some solid pass pro and give you some juice if you give him a draw, um, he's so dangerous as a receiver that he he really can be a weapon for you out there. Yeah, I, I'm running with him as well, just because I think he's going to play a lot more. I think they are going to they want to see what they have in him, and and not. I mean, yes, you're right. Pass pro is a big part of this, but again, in in the preseason, there's typically not a lot of blitzes, and um, I I think we're going to see not only them targeting him quite a bit and giving giving him some runs as well, but you, you also have the the checkdown factor. Because it, it's probably going to be Dungey and and probably Shermer, the ones that are in the game. Maybe they gave him some run early with Brandon Allen. I don't know, but um, I, I think he's got a chance to get up in that. Like he's, would you say five catches? Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, I, I could see him even maybe getting a little higher than that if it's if it's a, a heavy check down game. If if the that Bucks defensive line that destroyed Patrick Mahomes' chances in the Super Bowl, if, if they're doing that to the Bengals' offensive line, you you could see him having something crazy like seven catches for forty yards. Um, I, I too, I'm going to boot Chase just because I don't think it, there's a a great chance that he's going to get targeted a lot. I think they're even though he's a rookie, you do want to get a look at him. He's he is a starter, so I just don't think he's going to get maybe more than two or three series. Um, and Evan McPherson's the wild one, wild card. It. it it's limited because it's going to be pretty much every other field goal opportunity with him and Austin Seibert. But um, there's a very good chance he could have two opportunities and there's a very good chance from what we've seen in practice. He knocks them both through and that puts him at six right away. You figure maybe a touchdown in there too gets him to seven. So it's, it's, it's not a runaway thing for me to run with Chris Evans, but I, I, I am going to do that, go that direction. And then I'll pass on McPherson and boot chase. I feel like uh, you should have to do the next three camp reports if I get the five four three hit exactly correctly, Jay. <laughs> I, well, I'll, okay, I'll do that. I, I don't well, mind doing you, those camp you reports. You name your numbers, and we can go either way. <laughs> oh, name nine numbers. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go seven for Evans. I just think he's he's gonna be really involved. Um, and then I'll go. I'll go five on McPherson and four on Chase. Seven, five, four. Okay. Mark it down. Put it in your Excel spreadsheet, Jay. All right, let's just take a quick break. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We're back. Hashtag Bengals Growler Bet. That's right. It's back. Um, as you know, you can send us your guesses. And if you hit it exactly 100% on the nose, there can be a delicious 50 West beer uh, coming your way. Thanks to Sooner us. or later. I I have to say this. If you're listening <laughs> and you've won this in the past, I, I, ha- I, I had so many plans. I really did. Email me if you have won this. Again, I, I can go back through my records, but it's really what's holding me back because there's just, it's so far to go back through and I somehow I lost the list. It's all sad, and really, I'm just to be blamed for this. If you have won a growler bet in the past, send it to me now, and I will send you your gift uh, and make sure that you get it. So please email me because I want to. I need to. I need to clear the deck with this before we start a new season. Somehow it got spilled over. It was supposed to be a whole thing in the off season, and just look, life happens. People, I'm doing my best to make up for it here, though. And we do have receipts. I mean, I, I've, I've tracked every growler bet, so we know what the final answer was. And if you tell us what our Twitter handle is, we can verify whether you did actually win. Or and not. I have every, I have all the emails and the tweets. Yeah. I just have to go back and and go through them all. I could do that. My time is running thin. In case you haven't noticed, <laughs> by on the site, we're pretty busy. A lot happening, and in the off season, I blew it. That's just all there's to it. Uh, but so, but Bengals growler bet is back, and we're we're going to be better than ever. So. If you think you can get this hit on the head, you can tweet at us. Use the hashtag Bengals Growler Bet altogether. Hashtag Bengals Growler Bet. Or you can email me, pdaner at theathletic.com. P-D-E-H-N-E-R at theathletic.com. Now, Jay, what is our Growler Bet this week? All right. It's a little complicated it's a little involved i won't say complicated, we need to start need- out let's set a foundation yeah. of complication all right <laughs> get just, used to need- it. that's what the growler bet is all right we don't like to make it easy Compli- <laughs> more complicated the better i want people to be driving and they need to pull out a pull out a pen and try to write while they're driving yeah i'm saying it i'm saying i want people to be so dedicated that they jeopardize themselves on the road and others and others hopefully they're not driving their kids <laughs> It's, it's going to be hard to hit, but it's not going to be hard to understand, but you do have to pay attention. So it's, it's combined quarterback rating for all Bengals quarterbacks that play in the game. That's your starting point. What will that number be? Minus sacks allowed by the Bengals offensive line times five. Just total sacks. Like we're not yeah, going to sacks, be judging yeah. if the sack was their fault or somebody True. else's fault. Sacks. Yeah. So sacks times five plus pressures and penalty yards. So if you give up two sacks, 
five pressures, 15 penalty yards. That's 30 points. The two sacks counts as 10 because it's sacks times five. Yeah. So that would be 10 and the five pressures to get you to 15 and 15 penalty yards, 30 minus the total passer rating. See, it's not that hard. As long as you had your pen and you were writing down stuff while you were driving, it's all good. Uh, so, and then send that to us, hashtag Bengals Growler Bet or pdaner at theathletic.com with your answer. Obviously, you're going to need that in before the game starts on Saturday night, so get those in as soon as you can. And we, we, will, we will pay it off. And again, if you've won, please email me and let me, let me know so I can get you back and make sure I have you double-checked and send you your gift. Um, all right. Prediction time. I, well, do you about, want your? What about our growler bet guesses? Oh yeah, I guess we should we should go ahead and guess. Too. It's preseason for everyone, Jay. <laughs> Pre, uh, what is your guess? I'm gonna go thirty-seven point eight. I am gonna go. I'm doing the math right now, so I'm saying seventy-five passer rating, four sacks. Uh, so that gets me down to 55, and then I'm going to say another seven pressures gets me to 48 penalty yards. Let's say 25, so that gets me to 23. What did you say? I said 37.8. All right, 23 for me. 23.0? 23.0. That's what right. I'm going with. Um, all right. Now predictions. What do we got? Uh, I've I've got I've got mine. I'm saying Bucks nineteen, Bengals eighteen. <laughs> wow! Preseason games always are dumb. They yeah. look silly. I think that the Bengals offense will not score a ton of points. And this is like the I feel like every preseason game ends 1918 in my head. Like it's every night preseason game feels like a 19 to 18 game. So that's where I'm going. I just it it obviously the preseason doesn't mean anything, but you do have a Super Bowl champion roster with every single person back. Even their twos and threes are going to be a lot deeper than what the Bengals have. Um I I I think they win it pretty easily. I'm going Tampa Bay 27, Bengals 13. Okay. Uh, final, final score is in. Star of the game. You mentioned my star of the game earlier. I Well, maybe we're coming we're, out of we're, left field. Well, maybe it's both the same because I, I, I said Chris Evans, a lot of catches, but I was thinking Travion Williams is going to be the star of this game. Is that who mm. you're thinking? You said Travion Williams, and you also said Chris Evans, but you you also said the name of my guy who plays running back. Jacques. He played with the XFL's Tampa Bay Vipers and for Florida State, back home, dominated the scrimmage last year. Give me Jacques Patrick, baby. Fourth quarter bonanza. Breaks like two long runs. Nine carries for 63 yards. And we're all talking about Jacques Patrick. That's where I'm going. I, I like he, that. He may, he may only get like two carries. Yeah, but, that's what I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but it's where I'm going because I think it's fun to think about. Yeah. 
I, like I love the, the idea of it, but I don't know if he's going to, I mean, he's so far down the depth chart and maybe he only gets a couple series at the end of the game, but, um, he, he does have the truck stick button and I, I am looking forward to seeing some smallish safety or corner trying to tackle him in the open field, not really knowing what to expect. It, it could Who be, probably also played in the XFL. Yeah. Very good <laughs> chance of that. So we've maybe seen it before. We've seen it before. Uh, all right. Uh, so yours is yours is uh, Travion Williams. Travion, yes. Mine is Jack Patrick. Yeah, big game. Always big game for running backs in the preseason. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. I mean, because it's just really hard to judge otherwise. So um, we'll be watching that. All right, Jay. I'm off to Tampa. Safe travels. Avoid yes, Fred. I, man, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to uh, hit up some of the high spots. Uh, Burns Steakhouse is legendary in Tampa, yeah. and I may, I'm not sure if I'm going to start the year with a splurge because I'm dipping into my own pocket at that point. Like, there is no expense report that at anybody that I've ever worked for where I could just be like, "Oh yeah, here's the here's the Burns." It's like Ruby's on crack. They, I mean, as far as it being expensive, they have some other places though that are like the the more reasonable but still the same type of quality. I maybe maybe I'll be going there because then I can drop that on the expense report. Uh, but I'm planning a very nice meal for Friday night um, when I get down there because I need to make this trip worthwhile. There's like gonna be like a hurricane. They're predicting a tropical storm to come in overnight Saturday into Sunday. I've got an early flight Sunday. It just feels like there's so many things not to like about this. I'm very excited to be back going on trips again, so I'm excited to go. But. It still is a preseason game. There's a hurricane coming. Uh, We're not sure what all the protocols are going to look like down there as far as the game and hotels and everything. So I'm going to offset that with a really nice meal on Friday. You've got people throwing big gulps at you. You can handle Mother Nature just tossing a little rain your way. I think it's more than big gulps anymore, man. (laughs) Look, let me just say this at the end of this podcast because this is where the true ones hang. You're here listening to this podcast and subscribing to The Athletic if you do and reading this because you know we are not going to blow smoke up your ass that somebody's playing good when they're not. If you want that, there's places to get that. If that's what you want, you can get it. If you want me to tell you that somebody's looking great and everything's going fine, then go go find that somewhere else because it ain't coming here. You will get context, you will get nuance, and you will get truth here. I'm not here to tell you things are great. Because when I do tell you they're great, you need to believe that, that I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That's why we report things the way we do. That's why we tell you what's happening in practice. That's why even if it's your beloved Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, we tell you that they're struggling. And what happened right after that, Jay? Joe Burrow said exactly what we said. Jamar Chase said exactly what we've been saying. That it's a big picture here. These guys right now were not playing well. They're frustrated by some of the things, and it's taken longer to them to get going than they thought it would. That's what we said. And people throwing big gulps at me and Frosties and chicken nuggets because I'm the weatherman. I'm just telling you what was happening in front of our eyes and giving you the context to know that it's a long preseason. It's a long training camp. They've got time to get it fixed, but for now, this is what it looks like. 
If you want to hear that it doesn't look like that, go somewhere else. We love you guys that come here for the real stuff. That's why we're here. I held off, Jay. I didn't, I, I, I you know, I held off. I, I, I waited to the end. I was even thought I was going to get out without doing that rant. But I think it's important for people to know that's, that's why Paul Downer Jr. exists is because I want you to know that no matter who it is, I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, and what the conversation is around anybody on this team, even if it's number nine, mostly if it's number nine, right? And so for people that get mad about reading the truth or don't read the context that's part of that, I can't really help that. You're here listening to us and reading us because – you appreciate the nuance, you appreciate the context, and you appreciate that it's always going to be coming to you real. That's what we try to do. And so if you want something other than that, this probably ain't the place for you. But I know if you're listening now, 57 minutes in, that you're here, you already knew that. So maybe I'm just preaching to the choir, but thanks for singing. Yeah, I held back too. I wanted to scream amen and hallelujah a couple times in the middle of that <laughs> ramp, but I was like, let you go. Sorry, I was a little unhinged. <laughs> I apologize. These things happen. It's like it always at the end. I always just like I always just go unhinged at the end. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway, I right, thank you everybody that's listening now and that that does follow and you know that that says all the nice things. And even if you don't, even if you throw big gulps at me, thank you for listening. And if you're a subscriber, thank you so much for subscribing. We love having you on board. We work every day to make it worthwhile for you, um, as do the hundreds and hundreds of reporters that we have everywhere. Uh, so anyway, we will have the walkout coming to you on Saturday night. So you'll wake up Sunday morning with our thoughts on what happened in the preseason game. I'll be down there in Tampa. Jay will be back home. We will swap that for the Washington game uh, in the second week of the preseason. Um, But we will always have somebody there to bring it to you. So look for that, and then we'll be back early next week. So thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time on the Podcast Crowd.